Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Simawong. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we are here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so they can be more effective in their jobs. Thank you so much for joining us today. I would love for you to take a moment and just introduce yourself, your title, and your organization. My name is Teague Herman, and I lead product marketing and sales effectiveness at Deluxe Corporation. And my name is Megan Friedrich, and I work on our sales effectiveness team um, at Deluxe Corporation. I would love to understand what you guys are doing to kind of provide a, a more holistic view to your sales reps around, you know, the buyers and, and what they've done so, you know, to date in their journey with your organization prior to the rep reaching out so the rep can, can have those educated conversations. I think, um, you know, a lot of that starts with, you know, our technology and making sure we use our technology to our advantage um, and that our marketing teams um, are very aligned um, with our sales teams and we're communicating. So we um, try our best to communicate all marketing campaign activity out to our field so they know when when campaigns are going out, when a prospect or customer might be getting an email. Um, that's also tracked you know, in our CRM system so they can see that and really understand each client and when they've been targeted. Um, so using the technology, making sure we're clear on communication. And then also we really align our um, marketing um, you know, story and, and our campaigns to our buying cycle and to our sales cycle to make sure that we're aligned throughout the sales cycle, that um, things are lining up depending on where that customer is. And then if they're getting a, a campaign push, it's at the right stage in the cycle, um, along with the sales tools that the salesperson might also be pushing out. Yeah, that's a really good point that, that, I'll, that I'll build on. As we, uh, as I put my marketing hat on for a second, as we develop our messaging strategies for a defined period of time we'll pull those together and build out our marketing plans which include sales enablement plans um, and we'll, we'll run those through the general manager of the business the sales leader of the business the head of product management for the business to make sure that everyone's very clear on exactly what the messaging strategy is going going forward and that way we really ensure consistency in both from that first touch from a demand generation or, or campaign standpoint, all the way through that end of the buyer journey, one-to-one um, -one seller to client to prospect, uh, making sure that that message is consistent is really important for us. And then like Megan said, just using technology to help the sales force understand exactly what's going out there to who and, and when and what the message is is really important. Absolutely. Thank you both so much. Yeah, I couldn't agree more that that definitely aligning efforts and enabling, you know, across your go-to-market teams to really keep that buyer's journey um, holistic is, is absolutely a, a more modern way of doing both marketing and sales within B2B organizations today. So I'd like to pivot a little bit. Um, I want to talk a little bit about sales enablement initiatives. Um, 
that you guys have implemented uh, in the past. And, and the reason I'll, I'll give you guys just a little bit more context, um, what we've heard from a lot of other sales enablement practitioners, especially the ones that, you know, are, are just getting started is that they want to understand, you know, what are the initiatives that other practitioners are running within their organization that have had the most impact? Uh, and, you know, just trying to understand from other practitioners, you know, what were those initial pain points that they were feeling? How did they go about um, coming up with a plan to resolve that? And then, you know, what did implementation and rollout and results look like. So, you know, with that in mind, I, I would love um, I would love to talk about maybe some of the initiatives that you guys have done recently. I, I, I don't know if each of you maybe has one that we could talk about, but would love to understand uh, the most impactful sales initiative to date and, and why. And Teague, if we could start with you, I'd love to do that. Yeah, um, we've talked a lot about sales process, and I would say that's, that's definitely one of our most impactful initiatives to date. Um, it's something that you know never really stops. We've been working on this for three years, and I expect we'll continue to work on it uh, in perpetuity because the market's always changing. Uh, but but really, it goes back to what we've been talking about for the last 15, 20 minutes: is how do we make sure that everything that we do aligns to a buyer journey and adds value to our buyers throughout that entire journey. Um, there are technological components to that that, you know, there's the very tactical, we got to make sure we have our sales stages defined the right way. Um, we have to make sure that we develop content to support each of those stages. But the most important thing is, I guess, more philosophical and how we as an organization approach the market and the perspective that we have as we go into the market to focus less on us and more on our customers. That, that's been the, the most important or, or one of the most important, for sure, initiatives um, that we've had in the last several years. And if I could just ask a, a follow-on question to that, I'd love how you guys mm -hmm. are measuring the success of those efforts. Yeah, I mean, you, you obviously, you, when you're looking at it, was it successful or not, you look at cycle time. Did it get shorter? Did it get deal size? Did it get bigger? Um, and you, you respond accordingly. Um, so those are some pretty basic things that we look at. Um, we also look at as we translate you know, that, you know, that messaging strategy into marketing campaigns, are we getting traction on those? Are we, are we generating leads based on that same, um, that same appreciation for a buyer journey? So there are, there are a lot of different ways that we look at it um, from a quantitative perspective. We also, you know, want to make sure that we are maintaining a really strong connection to the sales force and getting their feedback and saying, you know, did this work? Did you get, did, what was the, did the buyers appreciate that perspective? Did they get value out of that perspective? Uh, and if the answer isn't yes, then we refine and, and make sure that we're always pursuing uh, creating value for our clients. I love that. Thank you, Tate. Meg, if I could ask you the same question, I would love to understand from your perspective what the most impactful sales enablement initiative has been for you to date. Yeah, I think um, one of the biggest projects we've done in the last couple of years now is we um, implemented a new sales enablement platform about two years ago. So we had an existing platform. Um, it was not managed probably the best it could have been. Um, so we really took a new look at this and strategically uh, developed and um, launched a new site to our sales organization. Um, 
And we really had a, a launch plan. We hyped it up. We wanted to really get adoption going from the get-go. Um, our sales enablement platform encompasses content management. It, um, it has our communication system in there. It's integrated with Salesforce. We also have an LMS tied to it. So it was really, we wanted it to be kind of that one-stop shop um, that they could get anything they needed. Um, we've put a lot of energy, not only into putting that site up, but constantly making that, sh that site relevant. So we don't want it to get stale. We want to make sure the content's up to date. We um, have been um, launching a lot of new playbooks, and those are really meaty um, documents within our um, site that we want new reps to use. We want existing reps to use to learn about a new product. Um, they take a lot of time from our end, also with marketing and product. So, um, because the the sales enablement platform is you know, the most visible thing we can produce in sales enablement. We've put a lot of energy around it. Um, and I think we've had a lot of really good success. We're, we're just um, bringing some new teams onto it this year. I think they're really excited to use it. Um, you know, some of these teams have been using SharePoint sites or, you know, they're just their own shared drives. So we're going from a lot of um, users that have had, very manual processes to now this centralized hub, um, which is exciting. And then we've also got some sophisticated sell sellers that have come from different places and um, we're getting their feedback and just constantly making that site better and looking at what new technology is out there and, and never um, allowing it to get stale. I love that. If I can actually drill in a little bit into a couple of areas, I would love to understand how you built out the criteria for what it was that you needed when you went out to evaluate sales enablement solutions. Yeah, so we, a couple of years ago, um, when we first initially looked to switch platforms, um, you know, we had an existing site, so we had a, a good baseline of, of what we needed. Um, it was basic. It was mostly just content management. Um, you know, we needed to move our sales assets to another site. And as we looked at the solutions that were out there, we um, really immersed ourselves pretty in depth with what is the functionality there is? Um, what do we need? So, you know, it's, it's as simple as here's a list of all, all the functionality. We may not be ready for all of that right now. Um, you know, you need to determine what are your requirements um, that's relevant to you. So for us, it was obviously having the content management capabilities. It was having a way to communicate um, and a centralized communication process. It was being able to um, sort our content by organizational unit or by, um, you know, function or product team, however you wanted to um, get the right content to the right person. We also, it was very important for us to integrate with our CRM. So we made a list of those, you know, um, requirements. Um, you know, a lot of it also, as Teague mentioned, we get the cool experience of seeing the buying cycle on the buyer side. So it's, we evaluated um, solutions based on how we interacted with them. Are they understanding our problems? Um, uh, are we able to, you know, morph and change over time? Um, you know, like I said, we don't ever stay sale. So we're always evaluating what, what solutions are out there. Where is the market going? Um, it's changing really fast. And the cool thing about sales enablement platforms is it's technology. So it's, it's changing fast. It's, it's, you need to stay up to speed on it. There's a lot of cool features out there. Um, but you need to make sure it aligns to what you need in your organization. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, rep satisfaction, as you alluded to earlier, as well as adoption is absolutely critical with these platforms, as well as finding a partner that can scale with you. So that that was excellent. Um, thank you for walking me through that. One of the other things I wanted to just drill in on just for a moment, if you don't mind, you mentioned the notion of, of sales playbooks. And I, I know that there's uh, a wide variety of types of playbooks that um, come to mind with sales enablement practitioners when they think about the, the term sales playbooks have been around for a while. And if you go back a couple decades, that could even in, invoke an image of a three ring binder uh, that you give to reps when they're onboarded. And here, flip to this tab if you have this conversation and this will tell you how to handle this scenario. I would love to hear from you guys what you guys are doing uh, with your sales playbooks today. Um, yeah, we've had, just like you mentioned, um, we've, I remember the times where I created, um, you know, the sales binders and we mailed them out to the teams. Um, so we've morphed and changed. And, and to be honest, the term playbook sometimes has a negative connotation with our team just because they think it's something that's printed out and sat on their desk. And they also say, I already know how to do my job. So we've really looked at it as providing um, our sales teams with the information that they, that they need at the appropriate sales stage. So we really align it to our sales process stages. So it's what do they need to understand about the market, the industry at that point in time? What do what are some insights that they need to speak to? Um, what are the things, the best practices they need to do or the objections they need to understand at that point in time? And then what else is the, the content they need to um, show, whether it's a white paper or another sales tool, um, you know, all the way through the sales process. When you get to, to the later sales stages and you need to understand, they need to understand the product they need to know how to talk about the product. So um, making sure we're not throwing everything at them at once, but really when they're at this point in time in a sales stage, this is what you need to know and, and talk about to your customer. I think another thing to, to, um, to think about as you think about sales playbooks in 2019 is that this content's dynamic. And when you take the old binder example, a week and a half after you mail it out, half of it's not relevant. And I think this is another really important part about uh, the power of the sales portal. It's a source of truth. So as all that market perspective um, goes into a sales playbook and uh, you know the tools that align to a sales process go into a sales playbook, we've really put a lot of effort into making sure that those are always updated and coaching our, our sales partners to go to that playbook first rather than downloading items and saving them on their desktop. Um, we are able to make adjustments and updates, enhancements on the fly so that sales playbook remains really, really dynamic and is always the source of truth for our team. So that's a really important part of, of, of our focus in creating these. Thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you want to know more about, let us know. We'd love to hear from you.